podcast number three as part of this leadership program. Great to have you back. Now, this podcast is all about communication and clearly from a management and leadership perspective, a hugely significant topic. Now, I'm pretty sure we could spend literally hours going through a million different themes, but in the spirit of keeping things pacey, but hopefully not too rushed, I'll explore the one that makes the biggest impact in the shortest period of time, our one-to-one interactions. It's weird, isn't it? You'd think that communication would be a complete walk in the park. We've been doing it all our lives and we're never not doing it. So in many ways, you'd think we'd be masters at it. It's kind of bizarre too that at times, getting our message across can be such a challenge. I I bet nine times out of ten, you get on with most people. But there's always that one person where it feels like you're pushing a whale up a beach. Just hard work. Of course, Leading a team as you do, ensuring your comms completely lands, gets fully understood and everyone has clarity on how they're impacted is an essential skill. Just recall that original list of leadership qualities I think we explored on, on podcast number one. I'm pretty sure that being a quality communicator would have appeared on that list. So fair to say as a leader, you definitely don't want to be that person with the reputation for ambiguity and confusion in your messaging. So let's begin by looking at different styles of communication based on personality. Now, I would recommend at this stage that you go to Google because I'm going to be bringing this to life by looking at a model created by psychologists uh, David Merrill and Roger Reed. And if you go to Google and type in their names, David Merrill and Roger Reed, social styles questionnaire, you'll be able to have it as a reference tool as I'm talking through this. It'll definitely make things a lot easier. And in the spirit of the fact that we're talking about communication and getting your message across, um, I think you might find uh, it's going to be of value to you. Okay, so Marilyn Reed created this model in order to predict management and leadership performance and personalities. And in fact, if you're familiar with psychometric tests, things like DISC, Insight, Predictive Index, uh, Myers-Briggs, all those tools, well, this version is what you might call a, a lightweight version of those that I've just described. Now, in a sec, you'll get to use the model for yourself. First, though, it makes sense for me to talk you through it. And while I do, have a think as to which box most accurately describes you. Now, in order to make this entertaining, I'll go over the top in describing some of the personality traits. But I also want to highlight, just in case you're not a fan of being told you're a particular type of personality, you'll already have a natural preference and you'll likely recognise yourself in the description I'm about to share. However, here's the key bit. You'll have a adapted your style to suit the environment within which you work. Why is this important to know? Because if the style you've adopted is the polar opposite to who you are naturally, it can be exhausting. It can feel as if every day is a struggle because you feel at times you can't be the real you. Okay, let's get into this. So here come the styles, then you'll get the opportunity to complete the questionnaire. We'll start with the right-hand corner, the controller. So here's an individual that's very decisive. They thrive on making decisions, can be somewhat quick to anger at times, enjoy exerting their authority, uh, can be very determined and uh, very much want to be in charge. If they had a mantra, it would sound like, I say what I like and I like what I bloody well say. Uh, People in the public eye that might fall into this particular camp, uh, a Simon Cowell, an Alan Sugar, a Jeremy Clarkson, a Margaret Thatcher when she was around. And while this is a massive sweeping statement, you do typically find the controller in senior positions within organisations. And some, in extreme cases, have quite authoritarian and dictatorial traits too. 
Now, the polar opposite to the controller is the cooperator. And so what we've got here is somebody who's warm, kind, friendly, approachable, patient, supportive, accommodating, a real people person. They are very relationship focused, so not necessarily great at making decisions and can perhaps find themselves at times people pleasing. But this type of character is easy to be around and seeks harmony with others. Next up is the analyzer. So first up, I think it's important to say that while being a team player is not a problem for them, they are very comfortable working alone. They enjoy having their own space. And what you'll see from an analyzer is somebody who's thorough, disciplined, careful and exacting. You know, if you want someone to create an Excel spreadsheet with attention to detail, the analyzer is the person to go to. That said, they can at times be somewhat critical, slow to respond and inflexible in their thinking, getting bogged down in the paralysis of analysis. Now, with the expresso, what we're talking about here is somebody who's very ambitious, charming, animated, engaging, outgoing. They can be very visionary, have really big ideas and be actually quite charitable. That said, those big ideas aren't always thought through. And at the extreme end of the scale, expressors can be somewhat obnoxious, disorganised and egotistical. Always a lovely combination. So how well do you know yourself? Did the questionnaire validate where you thought you'd be? Now, depending upon which of the questionnaires you completed, there's a number of different ones, as you probably saw on Google. Fairly often, I'll have people with the exact same scores for both analyzer and expressor. So how can that be, given that they are the complete opposites? Well, think about it. If you're a manager, you'll need to motivate, set direction, think big picture and be energizing and potentially visionary, all expressor traits. But it's also fair to say, in your position of authority, you'll be required to provide reports based on accurate facts, measurements and data, which is, of course, qualities of an analyzer. So if that's you and your scores were the same, that's actually a really good example of how, in addition to your preferred style, you've adapted your behaviour to more effectively communicate in another style too. So take time out. Have a think. What is it you'd need to do to adapt your behaviour should you need to influence the style that's the complete opposite to you. For example, if you're a cooperator, what is it you need to do to adapt your communication approach to better connect with and influence the decision-making of a controller? Now, that ain't an easy one. <laughs> it's fair to say the controller could be challenging for all of these, actually. We'll come on to that. If you're an analyzer, what is it you need to do to adapt your communication approach to better connect with and influence the decision-making of an expressor. And of course, vice versa applies to both those examples depending upon your style. Try and keep this as real as possible. So if, you're, if you've got a meeting coming up, use what you've learned here to think about how you're going to approach it differently. Okay, so again, hit pause, have a little think about this, and then uh, I'll come back and uh, share some insights. Welcome back. Now, you may have come up with even more stuff than I'm about to share, but what I've got here are based upon feedback from countless others I've worked with, plus real-life examples of my own. So we'll start off with the controller. So if that's you, and you are going to be going into a meeting with some cooperators, and you want to influence them, what is it that's perhaps good advice? Well, you might want to listen more, empathise more, show interest in others' ideas, dial back that dominance and hold your judgment. You know, guess what? Other people actually might have some good ideas. Flipping that around, if you're a cooperator and you're looking to influence and engage with a controller, probably your number one focus is to dial up your assertiveness. Ensure your communication isn't woolly and fluffy. 
get to the point and ensure whatever it is doesn't lack substance. And at the risk of throwing out a well-worn cliche, make sure you're talking solutions and not problems. Okay, so probably a good time for me to quickly share a real-life example now, from a style perspective, I'm actually an expressor and not a cooperator. Uh, but it's fair to say, at times, controllers, as I said, can be a difficult character to have to engage with for all of these types, especially when you encounter a controller uh, operating at the extreme end of their trait. Their sense of I know best can be a challenge to get past. So the trick here is to have them feel as if what you're communicating is their idea. Clearly, it's easier said than done, but here's something that worked for me. No guarantees it'll work every time, but in the spirit of sharing the wealth, try this. So let's assume you're a subject matter expert and you have an idea for a solution to a controller's problem. So you've a face-to-face meeting coming up, and as part of that meeting, you'll be presenting your recommendations. Before the meeting, send in advance the information you want the controller's feedback on. You can position this as being mindful of their busy schedule. Say you're looking for their initial opinion on whatever the themes are you'll be presenting to them. What's cool about this approach is you've instantly reduced the possibility of potentially having to think on your feet should you receive pushback when you come to present to them. If they want to explore the option you're hoping to promote, great, you're already on the same wavelength. If they come back to you and it's not the option you were hoping, you can now formulate a counter-argument. The key here is to do that in a respectful and artful manner, highlighting how you can see things from their perspective and linking that to the benefits of your approach. Does this work every single time? Of course not, but it can give you the edge you may not have had in the past, so I'd encourage you to give it a go. So let's return to the different approaches to take from the uh, social styles questionnaire, and we're on to the analyzers. So what's your approach if you're an analyzer and meeting and attempting to influence an expressor. Well, the advice here is to liven up your communication, be that tonally in the way that you articulate things or visually in the way you're presenting stuff. Be flexible, have an open mind. And if all you're hearing are big ideas, not backed up by facts, at least show willing. You can perhaps point out later the error of an expressor's ways a little bit later on. And finally, if you're an expressor and you're attempting to influence an analyzer, Temper that enthusiasm. Be slightly less wordy and animated. Be organised. Be factual. Have structure. Work on that attention to detail. That is going to be key. So, that's it for one-to-one communication. Although, there's one area we haven't gone into detail on. Finding yourself in an interaction with someone the same style as yours. So, controller with controller, cooperator with cooperator. What are the watchouts here? Well, the dangers in the form of the more negative traits to become amplified... All the controllers want to be in charge. The analysers get caught in that endless loop of the paralysis of analysis. Cooperators have a lovely chat together, but everyone is trying to make the other happy, so nothing gets done. And expressors can get wildly creative with no consideration for how any of their ideas might even be possible. So, should you find yourself in this situation, it's going to take some self-awareness and an ability to communicate to others what you're witnessing, plus, of course, those leadership skills to persuade others to follow your lead, stroke suggestions. So what are some of the key takeaways from this? I suppose the key message is, as manager, when you're communicating one-to-one with somebody and they're not getting, in inverted commas, what you're saying, then there's a school of thought that says that's probably not their fault, it's yours. Remember the old training cliche, the impact of communication is the response you get. 
Oh, and one final thought. In the past, I've used the Marilyn Reed questionnaire as a fun activity to do as part of a team meeting. It can actually create some really great discussion and put the spotlight on why communication between team members is potentially at times challenging. Plus, it creates discussion for areas to work on to make improvements. So just an idea. Okay, next podcast is all about motivation. What do we as managers and leaders need to do to set the conditions to get the best out of others? I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you.